Today's show is brought to you by Me Undies. You wear underwear every day, and if you don't, it's time to start. Me Undies has the world's most comfortable pair of underwear, and right now they're offering BC Pod listeners 20% off and free shipping. So head over to MeUndies.com slash BadChristian and order your first pair today. Also, folks, today's show is sponsored by Credit Karma. You can see your credit score right now absolutely free. I promise, no bait and switch, no credit card needed. There's no catch. Start taking your credit score seriously. Just text Bad Christian to 89800 and download the free Credit Karma app today. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, you royal doofuses? You butthead, doo doo face, moron, idiots. I, I'm out of nicknames. I got, I got nothing on that. I just got back from the Vocal Fuse show here in Seattle. I saw Matt and Christy play live in a living room. Incredible. Blew my mind. Their album, The Dream Alive, is still for pre-order right now. I mean, in fact, I think if you... No, I'm sure of it. If you, if you pre-order the record now, you actually get the record. So you order the vinyl. It'll be there later. But you'll get the full download of the album now. And it's not even released yet, so you can still get in as an uh, early adopter, as they say. Trust me, you're going to really like this EP. Sherwood's campaign to make a new record. Yeah, that's right. Sherwood, the, the band from MySpace, they're making a new record. The campaigns last another couple of days. you got like 48 hours left to contribute to that thing and get in early on it. Also, worthwhile to do. Trust me. Uh, what else is going on? Emory Tour coming up. We want to see everybody come out and meet Toby and I on the Emory Tour. Maybe get a VIP package. Maybe go to emoryvip.com and uh, come meet us. Come hang out on our bus. Come have a beer with us. Come see our rock show. We're playing the question front to back. It's 10 years since that album's come out, and we're celebrating. So come do that. Uh, our new album, You Were Never Alone, of course, is out. And guess what? It's a concept record. The lyrics all point to one thing. And uh, Toby and I talk about it this week on Break It Down Podcast. So go to breakitdownpod.com and listen to that. Toby talks about how he writes lyrics, what, why he got inspired to do it in the first place. And he, we're going to go through each of the songs and tell you what the lyrics actually really mean and what the concept of the album You Were Never Alone really is. Very excited about that. It's been a secret. We've held it back so people can form their own opinions. And now it's time to tell you what was in Toby's head, what was in our head when we were making it. All right, BC Pod, let's go. Three, two, one. Hit it, Joy. Did you ever know that you're my, my hero, Jesus? You're everything, everything I would like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, shit! And and for for, for 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 those folks who thought they knew, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> now you know, dog. Woo.
You win. That's, that's the most quacky beatbox. Joey has the most quacks per beatbox uh, record, I think. <laughs> Matt, I've got so much I want to talk about, but you said you needed to tell a story. So yeah, why don't no, you go yeah, do I that? Said, you said you had a lot to say. I said, at least save me one space to get a word. Yeah, no, that's no all let's I hear said. your amazing story from the liberal West Coast. This is about how. Uh, awesome the politics of bernie sanders is <laughs> <laughs> you know i didn't watch that shit y'all know i'm politically agnostic i haven't watched not anymore seattle changed you that's all you ever do now. Well, it, it took 15 years to begin changing me or what <laughs> I, I think How long? So. now you I'm, love politics what am i gonna do lose my accent here in a minute <laughs> And now you talk about how awesome Bernie Sanders is. You're left coast, dude. You are, man. I don't even know There's anything this. about Bernie Sanders. I actually may. I know he's a socialist, but he seems kind of nice and cool. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a little bit of the de Democratic debate, and I actually was like, I kind of like that guy. He's cool. He's old. He's just cool. I think he actually really does care. <laughs> but that means he will not. He will not. That doesn't make him a good president because he actually no, cares. Doesn't. But I think he's on pretty honest in the, in the things he says and. He's like, I think you would enjoy hanging out with him. You know, I said the same thing about George Bush. I think that president, would be, I think Obama. Oh, uh, Clinton. Yeah, Clinton. Uh, any I, of those I guys. Don't know. You think Clinton I, would be fun to hang I out kinda with? I kind of think so. No. Yep. Yeah, I do. Clinton would go scope for chicks. Uh, yep. <laughs> that would make you feel uncomfortable. Bush. Oh, Bush would be the most fun. W would like want to play, oh, yeah. play a baseball game with you and then like yeah. drink some beer. And then Obama's just cool, man. Yeah. Like yeah, you he's smoke cool. a cigarette with Obama. And then, yeah, whoever's next, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I got to hang out with someone from the BC Club, did their wedding ceremony nice. in Delaware, and I got to tell you, there were some just tricky things to navigate, such as, all right, so this is a guy that listens to our podcast, reached out to me, asked if I would do the wedding ceremony. I said, well, here's what it looks like, premarital counseling, all that stuff, just right. like with five anyone. Grand. Yeah. <laughs> Send five grand now, five grand when I arrive. <laughs> so <laughs> how would you guys answer this? So... How how do you know those guys? I mean, like a family member. Exactly. I'm like, oh gosh. I, I seriously thought, do I just say a friend of the family? I mean, because that that would be okay. But then I thought, well, what if they ask, you know, Jeff and and uh, Mallory? And so I just said, well. I said they listen to a podcast and I'm <laughs> on it. And they asked me to do the wedding ceremony, but it, um, Matt, I was telling Toby that his uh, his dad, who is a super super cool guy, he actually he came up to me afterwards. He said, "Joey, he said, uh, no offense, but man." You did a really good job. I just did not know what to expect. <laughs> so, him and his wife, him and they, his wife, now you, pronounce you and your ass is married. That's yeah, what he thought you were going to do. Exactly. So they listened to the podcast, and him and his him and his wife Welcome have listened to, to an episode wedding, or two. Assholes. Exactly. Like that's just what they were uh, thinking through. So it's almost like a sigh of relief, man. He just wiped his brow with, <laughs> took a deep breath. And uh, I think there, you know, that was one for the team for bad Christian reputation. There's a lot of people that that think highly of us. So, so they, you guys that, well, his parents, their parents had actually heard of our podcast. Yeah, they, they in, told him. In fact, he's a big Striper fan. Weird. And so he listened to that episode, and uh, so it's pretty cool. I do want to tell y'all one thing that happened. That's to, like saying, yeah, Tom Likas is coming to do my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> So here is uh, here's something funny, and I, I had to resist telling Toby some of these stories. So on Priscilla and I left last Thursday, and Toby and Jessica watched all four of our kids. Right, we get back That's on a, a Sunday. 
Yeah, we get back on a Sunday, and the following Monday, Toby and Jessica leave for a little getaway, and we take on the Morrell kids. So we had seven kids, and I just have some things that I thought was – all right, first of all, I told Toby, his youngest, June, she's just so miniature. Like, I'm pushing her on a swing, and Matt, I swear she went, <laughs> and I had to get closer. I said, did you just say we? And she shakes her head, yes. Everything's just tiny with her. All right, so – um ruby said that she spends the night with us twice a day i thought that was pretty cool and uh i asked ruby i said ruby what do you think about emory and she said i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) and i said ike what about you he says i don't know i said well it's it's the band that your dad's in ruby actually very serious says maybe you ought to think of a different way of saying that (laughs) like it was my (laughs) fault (laughs) but (laughs) listen to this moral dilemma that i put ike in so we uh, I we, just turned four, by the way. Right. So Ruby is having a soccer game, and our really good friend coaches. So I was able to say, "Look, I'm I'm going to take June and Ike to the playground. Ruby's fine with you guys." And so I I sit them down with some snacks, and there were three little uh, applesauce packs left. And so Ike got one, June got one, but then Ike noticed there's another one left, and he said, "Well, I want that." And I said, "So." This whole thing was planned, not 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 having one left. But once I realized there's yeah. one left, I was like, okay, from this point on, I'm testing Ike. I said, Ike, what do we do, man? I said, because June wants that one too. And he just looked at me. And I said, you want it and June wants it. Who gets it? He was just like, well, I, I want it. I said, yeah, but June wants it too. I said, June, do you want it? She shook her head yes. And I said, what do we do? Ike said, let's share it. <laughs> so I said, okay, mm-hmm. well, let's share it. I give it to him. He opens it up and he starts to suck the fool out of that thing. <laughs> He's going to down the whole thing. And so I just keep calm and I was like, Ike, stop, stop sucking on it. You need to give June some. He's just staring at me going. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Ike, stop. Your sister needs some. That was his plan all along. We're going to share. You're going to give me first, me first dibs and I'm taking and I'm it gonna out. I'm going to do that. <laughs> He learns from the best. He learned from the best. His daddy taught him everything he knows. Well, how, that leads the question. Is that enough of, is that, you got more stories about Toby's kids or is that it? I could go on, but I'm okay. going to, I'm going to end there. Well, we're leading. I guess that leads me to, I want to know about Toby's vacation. If there's anything on that, it's his first well, one he, you've ever taken. Am I right? Yeah, it is. And you're, the first time y'all <laughs> left kids with someone, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Y'all, the only time Jess has ever been away from our kids was to have one of them. You know what I mean? Like doesn't she was count. having that Ike or count. June. Or she had breast cancer and was in the hospital. <laughs> right. Those are the two times that my wife has been away from our kids. So she's literally never leisurely been away from your kids for more than several hours in a day. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yep. We just knew it was time and Joey and Priscilla were going away. I was like, Jess, we just got to get away, just you and I. And so uh, what was really funny is we just... We we live in you know Charleston, which is awesome like tourist spot where everybody right. goes to. We didn't really know what to do, so we actually just went back, basically to my town where I grew up. That's where we vacation in Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> not that not like super crazy exciting, but I, to, to be honest, it was really fun. And so what we decided, the reason why we went there is we found a cool tattoo artist. Um, his name's Kevin Upton, in case you guys are wondering, and he has a shop called Bearded Brothers, and it's actually in Duncan, South Carolina. 
And uh, he's not licensed, but he does a great job. <laughs> no, he is licensed. Actually, does a really good job. Like, just explains everything to you about what he's doing and what he's going to do. And he actually helped me. The the coolest thing about it was I didn't. I was trying to come up with an idea of what I want to do because I'm trying to make a whole sleeve for my right arm. And uh, it was really cool because he actually did help me figure out what I'm going to do now. So that was really That's cool. So, yeah, definitely check them out. Bearded Brothers and Duncan. I highly recommend it. Um, Josh, the guy that did Jess's arm, uh, she did like a tribute to uh, her dad, like a farm scene. It's just really good. So it was really fun. But it was kind of funny, like, you know, late 30s couple comes in and, and wants tattoos on their vacation, like we felt. And then and then after we got our tattoos, we went to Applebee's. And I was nice. <laughs> so I was like, this is the most like total redneck Trap, South Carolina person vacation you can, vacation you can do. <laughs> you go on vacation, you get tattoos, and then eat at Applebee's at 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> but for her, I think it was like, you know, we – we could just lay in our hotel room. We got a really nice hotel room and just lay there and what we don't have cable at our house. So like to us, our vacation was somewhere without the kids, like laying in a super nice bed with cable TV. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like that was, Do just they have really super nice fun. beds at motel six. <laughs> yeah. No, we actually stayed this. I got it on Priceline, but it was like the night we actually stayed right downtown. It was awesome. I actually, I, you know, what's funny. I lo- there's two states that I love and well, probably three. I, I really do think Oregon is a cool state, but I'm not going to mention that. I love Wisconsin. You're not going to mention Oregon. Okay, cool. I guess I already mentioned it. Uh, I love Wisconsin because I think the actual state is really cool. There's a great lake there. They have the Dells. Green Bay Packers are there. Yeah. The town of Madison is really cool. Milwaukee's crazy. I'm with you on that one. Uh, it's such a cool It's a cool state. But you know what? I actually think South Carolina is a really cool state. Like It is. We, we went from Charleston, South Carolina, which is rated every year as like number one or number two best city in the world or something right. like that. Like It's awesome where I live. We drove three hours and we got to go hiking at Table Rock yep. You're State right. Park. I mean, that's amazing. You're Absolutely. Right. And, and I mean, everything's so neat about it. And like the sports are awesome. It's not like this. I, I know people yeah, are going to get pissed just, off, but the sports on the West Coast is not, especially college, is nothing like. No, all sports on the West Coast is nothing like the East Coast at all. Yeah. No matter what. I, I mean, Seattle's so ex- excited about the Seahawks. But like five years ago, nobody was even talking about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it didn't even matter at all. And now they got a good team and they care. It's, it's a little bit of fair weather fans. Yeah. I know I have some. I know some people that haven't been, but there's some people for sure. But I just think like South Carolina as a state kicks yeah. ass. You just have to drive through shit to get to Greenville. You have to drive through Columbia. Yeah, we had to go through. Gotta make it a nightmare. Yeah. I vomited in my mouth when we rode through Columbia. Yeah, yeah when South you saw Carolina Bryce. and Oregon are both two states that have a, a tremendous amount of diversity. I, I agree those are two of the best, especially geographically. They're just really neat states. Matt, I know we can talk about this forever, but I just want to just throw this out there. I told Toby, I said, call me crazy, but I think the Clemson Tigers are the best team in college right now. There's I'll more than it. one person that thinks that. I mean, I'll it's a legitimate it. deal for sure. I'll, I mean, think about there. it. Who, who, if you, if, who do you want to – who are you afraid to play? Like, right. I mean, nobody, I mean see, in fact, Alabama, def- I believe, is the number one team I don't want to play. So I would say yeah. they're the number one team still to me yeah. as far as who you wouldn't want to play. Yeah. And right. Hey, so Clemson. I want to uh, – are you finished about your vacation? Because we don't want to hear anything else about it. Well, we finished? had a really nice lunch. <laughs> <laughs> His tattoo is cool, though. I like it for sure. Hey, and, uh, you really mean that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> no, that's I, nice. I've got Post a bone to pick. Picture of it. I've got a bone to pick with Matt. Uh, as usual, as usual, I think Toby has. Something pop- I said, you got to bring it back down to earth somehow. Let's go. I think Toby has. We're special- in the bone zone. 
I think Toby has special powers over Matt. I, I, I want y'all to listen. <laughs> you guys have got to listen to this last episode. I want to say it's the one uh, that we just put out um, with Jesse Lawson, but I could be wrong. But we were talking about how this podcast is not going to uh, last for over five years or something. And yep. so Toby starts the conversation by saying, Joey thinks this and Joey thinks that match is like, Oh gosh, no. And no, Oh my gosh, that's no, oh, that's ridiculous. And I actually, I'm bringing up episodes like, Oh yeah, you're right. Just like 2020 didn't last or Sesame street or the Simpsons. And, Matt's like, oh man, but those examples are outliers. I mean, no, no way. And you know, Toby says, yeah, Joe uses Emory as an example of a band that just was so long. All of y'all are just like, blah 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 blah. And then Toby immediately says, but I have to ha kind of have Joey's back on this and think about Emory and Howard Stern. Immediately, Matt goes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you really do have a point when it comes to all that stuff. So all of a sudden, Howard Stern and Emery becomes non-outliers. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with Toby's previous point, your point now. And if that makes any sense, my, what I like to do is agree with people and, sh and try to stop people that are detracting from the point at hand, which is what you were doing at the time. Right, <laughs> we're making a point about stuff going on, and then you're try you're detracting from the point, naming things that make the point invalid. <laughs> so I try to shut that down, and when somebody makes a point, I say yes to their point. It's not that it's not that hard. It's, it's not really that not that complicated. So you didn't actually Stop agree with me at all. disagreeing with the person talking, <laughs> and when they're going somewhere is all. But I, no, at you, some point, it's it's disingenuous <laughs> though. It's not. It's disingenuous, but you did disagree with the like i was listening to the podcast on the way on our ride home three hours i was listening to the chicago live podcast yeah and it is so funny when i know like i know you like here's the cool thing about it no matter what like for the most part joey you this when this is you <laughs> like like matt and i might be a little bit of a caricature of our personalities you know like well like i'm always the asshole or matt's always the science guy or whatever the, Joey Spence is Joey Spence. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but wait a like, minute. But maybe not. But let's slow down. Let's not like, let you get away with that. Like, what if there's something like, else? Like we, uh, on the Chicago Live podcast, I was listening to it on the way home, and and you and I talked about how Joey, we we uh, you're depressed, and when you're depressed, we tell old fifteen year old stories about sports or whatever, and we and it it totally worked. And it did work with us, and I was and you were like, no, 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 you can't you say think that. My wife, you said my wife's a schemer. You don't think she's tried that? It doesn't work. <laughs> and I was, I was like, what, dude? Just go with it. But then just I was go like, with it. that was that's just Joey. I mean, and, uh, but depression is such a tough one. No, just to go it's just with, almost though. everything that happens. You just sit back and say, yeah, but you know, I'm gonna have to disagree there. Or but you we know. weren't talking about depression. We were talking about Joey in one situation. Where we did something and it did work. Like I promise you, we did talk about the Boston Celtics. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Which, which, which team was your favorite? And it did work, and you went. Maybe it worked that time, but I promise you, my wife and, the, and like. And what I'm saying is, what's really funny is there is no show. What, what you see is what you get. If, if somebody That's meets right. you in person, they are meeting Joey Spencer from the That's podcast. Right. Well, let there, me let me is, apologize for actually, being myself right. on the podcast. No, you don't have to apologize. I think let it's me, a good thing. Let me ask you a question, Toby. Uh, what would Jessica want you? 
<laughs> oh my lord! He's looking at his computer. He's got this written down. Was <laughs> oh god! He he planned this. Whatever he's saying is making him fall out. Like what was the guy from the Chicago po- podcast? I was listening. To that. I, want, I want to remember his name. Miriam kept making himself fall out. Oh, yeah. yeah, that guy was funny. Uh, Jess and I were dying laughing because he, he kept holding his nose, imitating. Yeah, that guy was joke. funny. <laughs> he was awesome. No, hey, let me let me give you let me give our listeners a little bit of a backdrop. Last time the three of us got together the podcast i told matt i said matt uh there's a couple of things that toby and i want to talk about i brought these up to toby and toby just smiled he thinks man save it for the podcast this would be great yep immediately matt's just like i don't know it's just not connected to anything it would go nowhere and so one of them i'm just gonna pretty much can i guess i wanted i asked toby and it wasn't for the podcast i was seriously curious if he would be devastated if maybell died maybell's his dog he's had the dog since 07 and Matt is very attached to his dog, Reggie. I think Matt would be devastated, but I wanted to know about Toby. And Toby's just like, we're going to save that for the podcast. Apparently, Matt doesn't want us to talk about that. But what I did want to ask Toby We is, can play what Would You Rather all day long. <laughs> for, we can make a whole podcast called Would You Rather. Oh, it would be like. so good. That would be amazing. Oh, it would be great. I agree with that. Let's all right, do so it. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> See how he is. It's like Matt it's is like, so what good. Just- <laughs> Matt is so good at this. So what I wanted to ask you, Toby, is would Jessica want you to sleep with a hundred women to save her life? <laughs> would she? If, if I sleep with a hundred women, she and gets it, to live. It, yeah, and she dies if you don't. Or would she just say, you know what? I, I would just rather die. The thought of you sleeping with a hundred women. Well, I mean, our marriage is open, so I don't think she would care. Yeah, he's already at 86. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I mean, it's 14 more and she lives. Yeah, sure. Hey, now, listen, listen. For oh, sure. Can I answer this? Yeah, question? I would love to hear your answer. <laughs> she would definitely say sleep with other women. A hundred? Yeah. <laughs> of course. No, if, for, everybody for would. She has I mean, kids. She's 30, everybody she's 30, would. 36 years old. She, I mean, she has her whole life ahead I'm of her. I'm sorry, but if... if if Priscilla had to sleep with a hundred guys, I'd be like, eh, you'd rather die and leave your kids than lose your wife. Yeah, I guess okay. the kid factor. That's that's interesting. That's, that, tough, that's a though. better that's question. A tough thought, man. What, how could I could I live knowing that Jess got boned by a hundred guys, hundred dudes, and and let's throw in the oh, fact that you have God. to see those dudes all the time. Yeah, it's you like all your hundred dudes all the time. That's a lot of people. <laughs> it's the hundred dudes that you know the most, <laughs> Matt. Could you, mm-hmm. Would you be totally fine if not a hundred dudes, but no matter what, in order to save your life, Bridget <laughs> had to sleep with Joey and me? <laughs> well, I don't know what you mean by fine with it. I'd rather live, but yeah. You so might be you the would, end of my marriage, but I'll be a happy single guy. You get bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Jess had to save my life to sleep with a hundred guys, she sleep, sleep with a hundred guys, and then I divorce her. <laughs> right. <laughs> thank, thanks for that. But, oh, thank you but. so much. Here's the papers that I had. About. That would be the worst. Hey, but I will say this for those of you that have not checked out our YouTube page, there is actually a new uh, collage of Matt philosophy. And it's part one. <laughs> I haven't it's heard actually it. pretty it's probably funny. horrible. No, it's actually hilarious. It's like a compilation of four of your philosophies that you've talked about on the uh, BC Pod. It's great, man. Well, I, I can add one to that. I've been thinking a little bit about hypocrisy this week. Oh, yeah? It's a nice. topic brewing in my head. It's, well, I uh, think it's crazy that Christians talk against hypocrisy when hypocrisy is the very nature of who we all are, and that's why we need Jesus. I was just well, telling What's interesting that about it is just the distaste that it... Co- I mean, what's what I find crazy is how... 
profound and how intense the reaction against hypocrisy is. I mean, think about like a priest molesting a kid or a pastor like cheating, but then preaching moralism or, or even politicians when they are talking about, I don't know, Bernie Sanders probably isn't this, but you know, I'm a, a politician for the people, but really they're just a greedy rich person masquerade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those kinds of things hit us, but I've been hit with a bout of hypocrisy lately of, of something that I think is really, really terrible. Um, Oh, and shit. It, goes, it goes like this. Did Matt so you just guys, do that emotional swallow? <laughs> yeah. This, this is, is tough. Serious. This one's t- this is tough for me. <laughs> you guys know how much I like McDonald's, right? Right. Uh, you yeah. love it. You go you go I there do. weekly. I go a lot. So the we ha- we had some really good news lately in, in the world, and that is that McDonald's announced they're doing breakfast all day, right? Oh, yep. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so McDonald's is sick because it's always been the cutoff at 1030. And so McDonald's came out with a story how they have upgraded. It's been, it's been because of kitchen equipment that's prevented them from being able to do uh, breakfast all day. And so now they've changed it and upgraded it in whatever location so that you can now get breakfast all day. So me, I'm thrilled about that. Not because I like McDonald's breakfast, but now that they've updated their kitchen equipment, I'm thrilled that they, you know, have access to cook whatever anytime. So, yeah. so, so people don't, maybe people don't know this, but I, I hate breakfast actually. And I like right. other food and I don't even like breakfast, which is a very unpopular opinion. I can get to that. So I, you know, happily go to McDonald's the other day, uh, about seven thirty in the morning and, it, you know, say now that you guys have got your new kitchen equipment so you can do whatever all day, I'll, I would like a cheeseburger and some French fries, please. But much to my dismay, <laughs> no. You still can't get a cheeseburger in the morning. Oh, God. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I they, see what they, So they said they got this kitchen equipment because they, that's what people wanted. And they, you know, I just feel betrayed, essentially, about that. Because now I cannot get, I still can't get that. And the, the whole breakfast culture has been increased now. And you know how much I hate breakfast culture. Right. What do you mean and by so, breakfast culture? Well, because breakfast is bullshit, and I don't like it. And so now breakfast you get breakfast all day, and it's full. It's even further slighted against the people like me that you can't get other food earlier, whereas you can get breakfast all day now. It's bullcrap. Wow, not right? It's Matt has always been against breakfast. Like he, I'm would, against he breakfast. Always, he always wants lunch. He he hates breakfast. I think it's just because like you don't like. Well, it's arbitrary what people think of as breakfast, and it drives me crazy. Because I mean, all breakfast means is the first thing you eat. After you go to bed, the no, next but thing I think you also you don't you don't think you don't like eggs, and I don't think you like cereal, and those are like two staples or something. Well, so what I'm saying is, it's very is so ar- awesome. breakfast. Breakfast is dumb because it's arbitrary. The foods people set, call breakfast foods, right? Like, I agree. There's only certain things where it's not the case with other stuff. So, like, I mean, for instance, no, you don't hear anybody go, "Oh, dude, you know what I love? I love lunch late at night." <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. You people say, oh, "I love breakfast at night," which they don't, or they would eat it. But basically, you can eat. My, what I'm saying is, you can eat any food you want anytime you want to. You're but free he, to do yeah, that. I agree. Yeah, right. He, so think of how think of how hypocritical and bullshit it is if at every restaurant in town after four thirty, they if you tried to order pizza, burgers, or a pork chop, they would looked at you and said, "Oh, sorry, it's after four thirty. You can't right. do that." Yeah, I agree. Like just because I think it's arbitrary what foods are breakfast. Well, if you have a burrito. Oh, how about this one? You take ground meat. Tell me what meal this is. Ground meat, a slice of cheese put between two pieces of bread. Is that a cheeseburger or is it a sausage and cheese biscuit? And why can you only have one at certain times of day and not the other? You can have the now you can have the sausage biscuit all day, but you can't get the the ground beef with American cheese on a bun earlier. 
It doesn't make sense. You can't get it anywhere in the country. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You would be devastated if you couldn't order pizza after 6 p.m. It makes no sense. I, I 100% totally agree with you. I think you should be able to eat anything at any time of the day because my favorite, I don't actually like cereal at, before 8 a.m., but at night after like 9 p.m., cereal is my one of my yeah, favorite foods. But, in but the don't, whole you don't have to label it breakfast. We're just you just culture. like cereal. Some people like eggs, some people like cheeseburger. It, it doesn't matter what time of day. Right. That's arbitrary. Yeah. It makes yeah, no sense. I'm now, being persecuted. Is, it arbi- is, now, the, is the time of day to drink alcohol arbitrary? Yes. I mean, there may be people may have preferences, but yeah, <laughs> that, that's the words of an alcoholic. <laughs> well, it's five o'clock well, somewhere. As they would well, say. I don't think it's going to work out, and here's why too. Anyway, Matt, as you were saying this, I actually was looking some stuff up, and on Yahoo.com, um, McDonald's franchisees say that uh, all-day breakfast is a nightmare, and here's why. That's what I was going to say. I wish you hadn't said that. I was going to predict that it was going to fail. Yeah, it is going to fail, and it's a. They, they're saying the franchisers say, are saying it's a nightmare because. Um, when you ask for an an egg McMuffin or something like that, they have to go back into a different situation, sure. to, uh, you know, different cooler or whatever it is to get the egg McMuffin, and then it's stopping mm-hmm. everybody from getting the hot the but you the know hamburger. why yeah, and you know why it's dumb too is because people here's the problem is people love to claim breakfast as a food and a culture and a certain special thing when it's not it's just food you can eat anything in the morning and that is breakfast. Lunch is in a certain types of food. It's not, you right, can't so transpose lunch and supper and say, ooh, I eat lunch for supper, supper for lunch. It doesn't, it's not like that. So what was not, what's crazy about it is that people, there's this weird thing. If you ask people, you say, do you like breakfast? They oh, I love breakfast at night. But that's not true. Or they just simply would eat eggs and uh, ham once a week for supper. And they don't. They do it once per year and declare their love for breakfast at night, which is why McDonald's breakfast, everybody loves that idea, but it'll fail. The only time anybody really feels that pinch is when they go at 1035 and they just miss the biscuit. Nobody really is ordering a biscuits at 425 p.m. And if so, it would be a popular food that everybody ate me, all the time anyway. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Let me ask you this. Let no, but I, I think you're right. But what they should do is just make it a few items, a sausage and egg biscuit or a sausage biscuit. You know, but like nobody's going to th- get it. Everybody likes to declare how they love breakfast as if they're some radical individual. But everybody says that and nobody even ever does it is what I'm saying. It's all in your wow. crazy heads that you love. Well, breakfast. You really are taking this pretty serious, but I do have a question. Are you drinking a beer right now? No, I have My a question is from why McDonald's right now. Why are you not? <laughs> why are you not drinking a beer? Because you oh, like beer. I'd be glad to drink a beer right now. In fact, if you why, hold on, I'll go get one. Why are you not, though? Because you actually even say stuff like you're jealous of Joey and Toby because they get to have a mm. beer because we're three hours ahead. Isn't that something that's your culture you know to do what, similar? Joey? I would like to retract my previous 10-minute rant. <laughs> I think you got me on <laughs> Come that. Come on. You got to allow, I know, you have I didn't to think allow it me to have a discussion sometimes. I didn't sometimes. think it through. I did not think it through. Shut but yeah, the yeah, hell right. up. I yep. really do. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, yeah. Help him I out, think, man. Uh, Come on. Oh my lord, that's that to me. That's just shutting down on your part. Here's the I'm thing. To have a conversation. <laughs> okay, here's where I don't agree with Matt. I love McDonald's. Wait, sausage you can't biscuits. do that. You can't do that. Go along. Hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna woo him with my powers, and he's gonna agree with you and I. <laughs> I think Tony's I actually, probably right. <laughs> i actually do love mcdonald's breakfast i don't really like their burgers whatsoever i'm a burger king man whopper mm-hmm. all the way like the whopper is my favorite fast food burger no matter well i mean unless you count five guys is five guys fast food no nah. you don't think, fast so? casual. You think it's like it's called fast casual really okay so just fast food alone 
I do not. I like. I do not like. Really like the Big Mac. I hate the secret sauce, which is whatever. Anyway, are you serious? Yeah, I just can't stand. Is it, it Thousand Island or mayonnaise and ketchup? Do you know? Yeah, Big Mac. It, it, yeah, which one? Th- Thousand Island is mayonnaise and ketchup with like pickled, like a deal in it. But um, anyway, I actually love McDonald's breakfast, so I really would get it probably any time of the day. Like if I was mm-hmm. there and I could get a sausage biscuit, I probably would. But I think Matt might be right in the sense of people don't necessarily really care. They're, it, sure. it, lunchtime, they, it's so ingrained in their brains that they're going to get the hamburger. Yeah. They're not going to yep. get the I mean, I would love to have a, a burrito for breakfast that didn't have daggum eggs in it. I like barbacoa. <laughs> I, I like cilantro. Give it, I don't care what time of day it is. That's what, if I liked egg, I would get it at 4 p.m. in my burrito. It doesn't. It just, it's crazy to me. So you do you I, get frustrated when you I hear think people we all say blame we're having Obama? Oh yeah, yeah, that's Obama's fault for sure. Well, you don't even have to say that. But Matt, do you get frustrated when people make a big deal out of we're having breakfast or dinner at small group tonight? It's going to be so cool. Who wants to bring the pancakes? No, I just think it's a tick of humanity how people love to claim that as if there's some weird individual that likes breakfast at night when it's literally 99 out of 100 people say that and they don't do it but one out of 365 days a year. So something's a little off there in people's perception i call it breakfast culture and Something's it is persecuting me you're blowing joey's mind he's looking at me with his eyes unbelievable you know what proving matt's point though here's what's true is it's just a it's just a mental thing i guess like when, when you said that like hey we're gonna have breakfast for dinner and have people everybody over. lights they, up like they light up and they always do the exact same thing pancakes Ooh, link, but they link, say it with this individual thing like sausage. i'm the special crazy person that likes this even though it's everybody <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna show out I'm but weird. Here's, here's sometimes i too. eat cereal at night well then just eat cereal at night but you don't do it anyway you just note notice it a lot when you do it and think it makes you a crazy weird individual it's but weird. what's funny is too when you when you say I'm gonna have people over we're gonna do breakfast for dinner you you don't do your normal <laughs> breakfast you do I the know. most cliche craziest yeah. thing I know fresh squeezed orange juice yeah. with pancakes <laughs> with blueberry like, that's your real point. breakfast is like a weird I egg know. and maybe a bowl of cereal <laughs> or pop tarts like, right a great totally idea. half a pop tart yeah half a pop tart. <laughs> And yeah, like a muffin and a half a bar. I'm having people over. We're doing breakfast at dinner. It's nothing. It's like coffee and a muffin. It's a slice of cold pizza. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So uh, lots of cool things going on with my new podcast, Pastor Mm -hmm. with No Answers. Bastard with No Answers? Yeah, pretty close, but it's actually Pastor, (laughs) my friend. (laughs) But some cool episodes coming your way. But you know what? I don't even want to talk about that right now. What about this new Emory 8-bit shit coming out? (laughs) (laughs) I love 8-bit shit. It's so good. It's very Nintendo-esque. Well, yeah, I don't know if people know what 8-bit is when you say it, but that's the resolution of the graphics and music on the old Nintendos. That's what the, the... music is under this podcast people as soon as we put the podcast out people started asking what that music is or whatever and it's an emory song uh that somebody did in that form so we had a guy make our whole album the question in that form so uh we're really excited about it yeah it's real cool i know we've played some of it and given some of the tracks away previously but we're putting the full thing out online uh november 2nd to coincide with the the 10th anniversary tour of the question. And here's what I want to tell you guys. I don't know if you guys know this, but I've been really having this revelation uh, lately that with the music and stuff, the way it is and the streaming, like I've been looking at our streaming royalties now that our album's out and we own it and we get the money from it. And people complain about Spotify and all those stuff. I love it. The money is actually decent. We really do get about a half cent per stream. So I started looking at the math and I'm like, wow, because the money keeps coming in. 
even though the the purchases have slowed way down, people keep streaming it. So that money is more continuous, which is like mm, fits nice. our model better. So yeah. to me, I love streaming. And, and the math works out like this. If we get a half a cent a song and we had an album of just 10 songs, which it's often more than that. Right. If somebody listens to it a hundred times, just the same you would got if they had bought it, let's say on iTunes and paid eight ninety nine, then iTunes takes their fee. We'd made five dollars. So technically, if anybody has a CD, uh, listens to our album a hundred times or or more, we make more than had they bought it. Ooh, and more people can do it, it and people times. do it over time. So what I want yeah. to tell people is people always ask music industry questions or how does this work or does this support the band? I'm right. telling you, in our case, please stream it. I don't care if you buy the album or not. Listen to it. Play it in your sleep. Play it anywhere. Put it on in the background. We get paid every single time. It's great. So I yeah. want to keep – and the 8-bit's the same way. All we, all we did is put something out that we hope you like. You can listen to it for basically free with your streaming account. Go for it. That's so great. the only the only thing before the streaming stuff, the only thing that you guys had then that you don't have now is if someone bought it and said, "Oh, this sucks." At least right. then you were like, "Gotcha." Yeah, but if somebody listens <laughs> to it twenty times, you come out better. But any fan listens to it probably, I imagine, yeah. hundred. I mean, people that bought the question in the past and listened to it probably hundreds of times. Well, we still only got a few dollars from that. We'd have got more had they been streaming it all these years. So it's no, I think it's the no question, big deal. I think the question's in my top 25 favorite albums of all time. Right. So anyway, plus more people can listen to your music that wouldn't have ever bought it. So we definitely are pro-streaming here at Bad Christian. Yeah. Hey, let me um let me ask what what's going on with the latest discussion on ads and stuff? Like um you mentioned discussion we were- on ads. Oh, I'll put it this way, there ain't no discussion on ads as far as I'm concerned except for we celebrate. Yeah, oh, oh, we totally we celebrate. celebrate. We were all texting back and forth uh, with our producer, Nick, and someone threw the idea out. There's there's a very small minority of people that don't like seeing us make money. Huh, that's weird. That actually say, hey, these ads, bullshit, we don't like this, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, I'd someone say that's proposed, one out of two billion, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, as far yeah, as I totally. know, everybody's happy that somebody like us could actually do something. So I'm exactly. For, I, I'm claims, the least apologetic about, yeah. person of all time about having ads. I would, anybody I'm that complains about away. ads has yeah. never watched a TV show or listened to a podcast, <laughs> right? Because there's no, ads. That, yeah. That's just I tell how you, you do what, it. Though, what, wouldn't it be cool? I'm totally down with people that are in the BC Club having an ad-free version. What about you yeah. guys? Yeah, oh, we, hadn't, we hadn't worked it out or talked about it much, but if that if we can figure out how to do that technologically, it can't be that hard. I'm definitely fine with that. Yeah, but Toby even said, what if there was a uh, dollar a month club of people that got those same episodes but didn't get the ads? So I think the paid. psychological experiment would be uh, would be fun, and we can try it. But my guess is, ain't nobody even wants to pay a dollar because ads are so not a big deal that I don't even think you'd want to enter your card info to pay a dollar. I think. I think if we made that, I don't even think anybody would do it because I don't think anybody even minds the ads is my philosophy. Yeah, but I'd love to reward the club people that actually choose to, to give. I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, for sure. But, hey, I do want to say, Pastor. Well, let, let us know about that. If you guys would want to join a, a dollar club, a dollar a month, and you get all Emory. Uh, Emory. <laughs> <laughs> you get all Bad Christian episodes without ads let us know write us let us know uh tell your friends and see if that's even a possibility if you hate ads that much let us would know. you we, pay a dollar yeah if you join the club for sure we'll hook you up that starts at seven dollars a month no brainer right. of course we'll take care of those people um well it's and, not established yeah. yet yeah we'll yeah, figure it we out will. is what i'm telling you we'll that's not hard out. i don't mind sending those people just, the we're just wondering if people would put their money where their mouth is or yeah. if they even care 
Yeah. Other than that, thank you everybody for celebrating that we literally can make money by having I these daggum ads. Just the greatest. <laughs> I think I, I'm really happy because I know most people are just happy for us, which is the way I am. Right. I'm happy yeah, for let's, every let's, other podcast, too. Anyway. Great. All right. Well, let's bring on our guest. Yeah, we're going to be bringing we're, on we got Craig, Craig Gross to on. talk about this Playboy shit. What is nah. going on with girls covering up their boobs? I know. It's it's outrageous. It, this is <laughs> this has got to stop. If women keep covering up their special parts, I don't know what's going to happen to America. <laughs> I don't know Bernie what they do. I don't know what Playboy's <laughs> doing, but I'm definitely against it. <laughs> Whatever it is they're up to now, I am against it. They're, they're tricking us. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with Craig. Now, here's the other thing. You guys know how sexy confidence can be? And that confidence comes from being comfortable when you really boil it down. But how great can you feel, seriously, if your underwear is wrinkling and riding up? Now, MeUndies gets this, and that's why they've created the world's most comfortable underwear for a daily dose of confidence. I mean, you wear underwear every day, like, 365 days a year for most people. You wear underwear, rain or shine, and you need it to be extraordinary. And with a, you need it to not have an extraordinary, insane price tag. MeUndies understands this, and that's why they've created the world's most comfortable underwear, luxury at half the retail price you'd find anywhere else. And that's the underwear I'm wearing right now as I'm talking to you. It's the underwear that I try to wear every single day. It's MeUndies. It's great. They're made from Modal fabric, which is twice as soft as cotton. Seriously, twice as soft as whatever underwear you're wearing right now. They have tons of colors and styles. They add new designs every single month. I love it. I have an orange pair and a black pair. That's ex- that's 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 my favorite two colors is orange and black. Clemson Tigers and then just regular old rock and roll. Orange and black. Plus, we know shipping sucks, so paying for shipping, you don't have to do it. MeUndies has removed that. And here's the best part of it all. MeUndies has given you guys 20% off your first order. If you go to MeUndies.com slash BadChristian, that's a special offer just for our listeners. Make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash BadChristian to get 20% off your first order. And you got to do that just so they'll know we sent you. MeUndies.com slash BadChristian. Guys, let me keep on going. I think I'm in a groove here on the sponsor, so I'm going to talk about another one that I love, and that's Credit Karma. Now, Credit Karma is uh, what I consider and what people say is a pro-consumer company. What they do is figure out a way to serve the consumer with no strings attached in a way that's helpful to them, and then then they figure out other ways to run their business and, and get stuff done. So what that means for you is you can get your credit score for free and credit monitoring for free. And that's no strings attached. That means like actually really for free. So for instance, the other day I got an email from Credit Karma saying there was something, some activity on my credit report. So quickly I, I jumped on there and looked at that because I didn't want, I, I was hoping there's no fraud or some negative report. Uh, what they reported to me was that my address had reported as changed, and sure enough, I had moved, and they caught that, and they knew that because I did update my address. Now, had that been something else or somebody else tried to change the address for some fraudulent way, I would have known that. So this was easy. This is no strings attached. All I did was text Bad Christian to 89800, download the app, get my credit score, and now my credit's being monitored for me. So that's tremendous. So that's what I'm asking you guys to do is text bad christian to eight nine eight hundred and that way you'll you'll get the same thing that i did you'll do the same thing and that's how we get credit for it so please you know use the text message thing no strings attached totally free 
credit score, and ongoing monitoring of your credit. Very important stuff. Credit Karma. Please text Bad Christian to 89800 right now. We also have a music sponsor today, and it's from a new band from Victory Records, and they're called Forever At Last. That's one word, Forever At Last. They have a brand new record called Ghosts Again, and it just came out yesterday, and we're going to be playing some tracks from them over the next few weeks. So we're going to kick it off right here. I want you guys to hear a brand new track called Bad Blood. So that's Bad Blood by Forever At Last. Their record, Ghost Again, is out now on Victory Records. It's a pretty cool throwback, really. I mean, to like the, I don't know, early 2000s kind of thing. Alternative Press named them one of the 100 bands you need to know in 2015. And Matt Goldman produced it. So you know it's going to be awesome. He's done a, a million good records. So you can buy Forever at Last new record, Ghosts Again, on iTunes right now. Or you can pick up a hard copy at VictoryMerch.com. They'll be out on tour this month. Go find out. Go find those tour dates at Facebook.com slash Forever at Last. Yeah. All right. So, Craig, I'm going to ask you a question I asked Toby the other day. What's the percent chance of Green Bay doing it all this year? A fellow Packer fan to another. For as good, I mean, this start is great. For as beat up as they are, and you know, I, th- hey, I think. Hey, are we interrupting your dinner? I think it's. I think it's <laughs> is this your afternoon snack? What's that? Good lord! What are you yeah, eating, my I'm, friend? I, 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 <laughs> it sounds like Costco what? pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I'm eating Nature Box snacks brought to you by Bad Christian. <laughs> I got a month free. <laughs> I just keep signing up for a month free with my code. Um, okay, I'll, just, just like a Christian. I thought I could eat. I, I thought I could eat snacks because I've listened to enough of these. You guys don't. You guys don't. I got out of my car at least. Got on this little setup. But anyways, the Packer. I'll stop eating. We're talking about the Packers. Yeah, I think they're going to do it. I did too. 
All right, so the big news in the world right. is that Playboy, and, and this has been a while now, it's been a, like a few months, no longer shows nude pictures. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy says, it breaks my heart. I will be wearing my panties at half mass. Wow, that is pretty awesome. Touching. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not touching. <laughs> Craig, what do you think about that? What you you think that's a good thing? Like, is that is, is that a win for Christianity? <laughs> oh, for Christianity, I I don't I, I don't think we can bring everything back to a win for Christianity, or you know, is right. I think it's interesting. I mean, what you just said is they've been. I didn't know this because I don't visit Playboy dot com, but Playboy.com, I guess, stops putting nude photos on their mm-hmm. site. But the magazine, the, the big news this week was now the, they're going to take it out of the magazine. And I get the whole online thing. You're going to get more traffic. Uh, you're going to get bigger advertisers. You're going to get more mainstream advertisers. I mean, if we go back, we remember that for years before the Kardashians, you know, e, the E! Channel, one of the most popular, the most popular show on their channel was The Girls Next Door, which is all about... Yeah the the playmates right. and you know it wasn't r-rated so and i talked to someone at the network back in the day there and they said that there was 88 percent of the people that watched that show were females totally. which i thought was fascinating yeah. wow bridget loved that show because you know it's like that's the life yeah you live with this guy you you live in a mansion but i think the fascinating part about it is like what they've realized is they're not really seen today as pornography right um you know, our parents would say pornography, oh, that's Playboy. But you talk to any kid today, they don't even, you know, oh, that's at Spencer's Gifts or that's that thing at right. the mall. There's a pillow with the it's bunny. It's like a poster like, on the wall. It, or it's something. not what yeah. they think about. Well, is that pornography? I mean, what do you, what yeah, do you all so think? I, is, is, is a, you know, a picture of a topless woman pornography? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. But I think our kids are seeing, like, they're growing up with so far beyond that where it's just like, that doesn't, Sure. It, 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 Playboy is like the swimsuit issue. It, it's well, like or the Maxim yeah. or or GQ in, on some days. Yeah, but it, you you have to acknowledge there's some blur line somewhere between saying that a, a topless woman is obscene. You know, you can't just cate- necessarily categorically say that's. What about movies? You see sometimes nipples in movies. You don't say it's porn, right? I would say porn is anything, and and that's where yeah, correct to some degree. Obviously. It wouldn't be labeled pornography, but when you see like a rating on an R-rated movie and it says, well, it's rated R for violence or nudity, well, there's a chance that could be just a boob, a nipple, or there's a chance that could be a sexual scene. And, and, and so I would say pornography on a more broad scope would be anything that's put out there to sexually entice you. And so yeah. I think Playboy would still, yeah, maybe call it porn training wheels now. It's, it's not going to be... NC-17 and above, but I think, guys, think about it. You could still whack off to a Playboy magazine with, you know, some girl soaking wet with some bikini on and her nipples yeah. coming through the thing isn't, isn't oh, mm-hmm. well, it's not porn. Like, it's still, it's going to leave you with that imagination. Like, if that's all you had, I mean, you're talking to, uh, you know, Matt, who probably used to look at the National Geographic Yeah, the Sears catalog, like, National Geographic, you name still it. Be, I did. You know, Victoria's Secret catalog isn't pornographic, but for a 14-year-old boy or a 40-year-old boy, you know, could could probably, with his mind, could probably go there just just as easy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Matt told me before he masturbated to the Umbutu tribe. Yeah, those. pictures. 
I like it. Nipples are good, but a bunch of rings around your neck is the, like the biggest. Turn. Oh my lord! <laughs> I, here's the thing. I, I guess they saw like a lot of competition from like Maxim magazine or whatever it might be magazines that you know uh, were. I guess we're selling ads and stuff like like you said, Craig, like you can get more advertising and all that stuff without the nudity. And so more people will go because they go, well, this isn't porn. But I actually think it's probably still just porn. Like s- showing a girl in a bikini for sexual purposes is porn. That's what the definition of porn is, right? Like it's just yeah, the intent, really. s- sell sex. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I think that's what that, that's what it is. And yeah. Also, they're exactly right. Like so many people, uh, just don't even. I mean, you can get you can get nudity anywhere. So, yeah. try and improve your product to be different, which would be not showing the nipple. Sure. Well, yeah. Here's what's crazy: is like Playboy is seen as classy now. I mean, can you imagine people describing Playboy as classy in the '70s? Where now we've progressed to such a degree that people look at Playboy and they think, "Wow, that's classy." And I'll say this: and this. I don't even like saying this kind of stuff because it really puts me out there and I don't like it. I don't enjoy this. But Playboy would be something like if I'm struggling with porn, that's something that I would gravitate more towards uh, would be because it's classy females like, well, not because it's it's classy, uh, not because it's classy. It's it's just I, I tend towards that instead of like a dude sticking his gigantic thing (laughs) from behind going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I, now I'm just the opposite. The the dude (laughs) Toby just said he's the opposite. (laughs) life-size image of just a crotch i think you know the point of view stuff and i I think it's interesting you know when you when you said to me like super kind of cheesy oh is this a win for christianity and i think this is a win for playboy and when you look at like they lost three million dollars on their magazine but when you look at their licensing deal to China that generated like $5 billion in retail revenue over the last uh, 10 years. Yeah, it's all about the brand. The more mainstream now, they sure. can build Playboy, Absolutely. the more they can build that brand. And I think like you right. just said, um, when I went to a porn show, gosh, this was Vegas, call it like eight years ago. So we're at the porn show. There's no sign of Playboy anywhere. And this was back in the day, and the Vegas show was next door to the Consumer Electronics Show. Now it, porn moves the next week because it's, it's too expensive to go that week. So literally next door, we're selling all the geek gadgets, and in the porn room, you got all the porn companies. So I cut out of the porn show after you know being there long enough, and I went by myself to go look at geek gadgets. And I thought, okay, I'll be fine here. Like, I'm not going to be tempted yeah. looking at you know the new cell phones or and so it's instantly when i walked in there's like 20 playmates around one of these like tech booths and like you just said like for me That's being in a porn show where it's just like instead of the freak show yeah trying to be so sexy and so like in your face you go see like beautiful playmates uh standing there and they were clothed not in much but enough to be an electronic show that's visually for me like was way tougher than anything I saw at the porn show. And, and that's like Playboy can go there. And so if Playboy can go there, man, I'm not saying these are going to be in McDonald's Happy Meals, uh, you, you know, lunches. But I think we're going to see Playboy explode with 
just more and more opportunities sure. because they're not going to be seen as as adults. But what what will Christian response be to that? Like, are you just against the name and brand Playboy no matter what they become? Like, what if it just is good articles, good entertainment, great stuff? Oh, they're good still writers? supposed to be seductive yeah. pictures, Matt. Yeah, that's fine. I, but I you, think, but so yeah, Sports Illustrated be, does the same like thing. Like even centerfolds. I mean, what if they go to one of those a yeah, year and I the other it, twelve it, it, issues are just good stuff like Sports Illustrated? I mean, do you, how long do you maintain that okay, they're then, bad? Okay, Matt, you can subscribe. If you, <laughs> if you start offering a free subscription to Playboy um, along with X3 Watch, well, it'll be like you Maxim. guys have just sold It'd be like Maxim well, is what guys, it's right. right? It's, it's now Playboy's like Maxim except for it's a way bigger brand. And that's what it's all about is the brand, like the TV show and the shoot. Like Bridget, like I said, would be devastated. She'd be so mad at me if I looked at, at a Playboy or went to Playboy, but she used to love that show with Kendra and the other girl on it. And then she uh, also had a pair of flip flops with the Playboy logo on them. What would that have to do with anything? It's just a, a, a bunny on the inside of her uh, flip flop, but she liked those flip flops. So that's way bigger. That's way more mainstream kind of thing. That's the move, I suppose. And I guess yeah, I still wouldn't recommend it. I think I think I couldn't say, oh well, guys, since it's 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 not adult now, I don't think. Even if there's great articles, it's like Maxim. I wouldn't. I right. wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Recommend recommend it. Maxim or some of the, even GQ. Like you, depending on the the issue, GQ could be very you know overly sexual. So I think Playboy's still gonna have girls. Yeah, absolutely. They're gonna be covered up. It's it's probably gonna be more like the Playboy of the of the of the nineteen you know sixties, which um I I, I don't for, for its time that was pushing the envelope, but I feel like for now it's. They're backing up a bit, but man, we're not going to go out there and say this is a, no. a win for Christians and it's a win. I, well, to be I, sure, I think, we um, all agree. Do you think we all agree that porn consumption didn't just decrease in the world, right? Oh, zero. <laughs> it didn't go down now that there's less of those magazine pages at all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, like today, I, I literally was looking up T-shirt designs for a bad Christian T-shirt, and I, all I typed in was. Cool T-shirt designs. I typed in the word yeah. cool wet cool T-shirt. t-shirt. Design? No, yeah, yeah, wet T-shirt. <laughs> Why did I add wet? That's so messed up. No, what? cool, cool T-shirt designs. And I promise you, there was T-shirts, T-shirts, T-shirts. And then I would say twenty percent of the pictures were scantily clad women with like their, you know, uh, cleavage revealed or whatever. And I, my big question did is, did you bounce your eyes? I bounced them to the other pictures. (laughs) But, like, seriously, I was literally not trying to look for pornography, but I saw hot women with great bodies in tight-fitting shirts that were cut up and revealing a lot of their bodies because I was trying to find a T-shirt. And my question to you guys is, is there any chance at this point for our kids or the future, say 10 years from now, is everything going to be associated with sex like i mean is there any like like what what when you say bounce your eyes that's kind of funny like will you be able to in the future is everything going that way it's everywhere like i took a nolan and four boys to this burger place on saturday and we're shooting gross gross video what was it called hooters you know you know it's called titty burger yeah twin peaks yeah i took took the boys to twin peaks and i was like oh yeah boys come on the burgers are amazing that was after my after my wife left me yeah you guys are you guys are stupid right but um no i took them to umami burger and then they were doing you know i said eat this sick sauce or whatever and then they all said 
hey, let's bite these burgers and record it in slow motion like the Carl's Jr. ads. Oh, man. And, you know, it's like <laughs> You're right. it's just the fact that, that that's every junior high yeah. boy is seeing. I mean, Carl's Jr. ad is an is is enough to to get you know a grown man going like you know obviously totally. now with D, DVR and, and pause it so it's just funny that that's what those boys have have already associated now a burger with with sex yeah that's crazy, that's uh, crazy. Uh, you're exactly right like like when I was a kid I had to find porn that somebody had thrown away or a parent's porn. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say parents, plural. <laughs> but I like. I mean, you're right. Like that. That's that. Uh, seriously, like there. There's no escaping it. Like whatever you type in today, if you type in, I, I, I almost think if you type in anything in Google, will it not at some point lead you to sex? Right, some kind of scantily clad female or or, or whatever it might be. I, I just don't think there's any escaping. So my question is, what do we do? How, I mean, what what do you do? I mean, how do you keep your kids away from a uh, a Carl's Jr. commercial? Can you? Yeah. Uh, are you well, gonna try I and mean, do that? You can't. Crap? You you just can't keep. I mean, the answer is you, you definitely can't. cannot I mean, keep them yeah, away from it. That can't. It has to be a no, other I mean, way to I look mean, at it. Because that's like that's a yeah, that's a burger ad. I think there. You know, when you're saying do our kids ever stand a chance? I I feel like everyone Carl's Jr. wouldn't advertise with hot girls and bikinis if it didn't work. And I feel like as yep. long as this works. You know, I mean, there's not backlash from them. It's just like they've stuck with that brand and it works. And you're not going to see Chick-fil-A do that. But <laughs> I think we're going to see more and more companies that, that go, hey, this works. I don't I don't care. We might take some heat. But, hey, we're fine with it because business is up. I really am. Na- I'm, I'm naive to the point where I do not understand how watching a Hardee's commercial of a girl like spraying herself next to a car eating her burger like she's going down on a guy or something makes me want to say, hey, yeah, I'm going to go to Hardee's. That, seeing that commercial, I think I'm going to go get one of those double bacon cheeseburgers, man. I just It just does not make sense to me at all. Now, getting Hardee's more attention in general, okay, but getting well, a burger. It's just a positive association with something you love, and you remember no, that scene later, and you remember Hardee's later. Like I said, it's naive well, well, naivety on my you, part. I just typed in on Google, Carl's Jr. commercial, and the first one that shows up is Charlotte McKinney's All Natural, Too Hot for TV, Extended Cut. Like, it's a freaking burger commercial with 12 million views. I mean, if... yeah. If you go to, I mean, that's why they're doing it. It's just like 12 million views to sell a burger. Well, obviously, they're not selling a burger. They're, they're selling sex. And yeah, I don't know if that translates to buying that burger that you can't even put in your mouth. But um, they think that's it's what working. That's And I mean, they're... Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's a, there's hey, a other a, thing, a too, though. Boy. But it can't be just about hiding it from people or stopping them from doing it or regulating it or, or something. There, there's something else that's kind of weird. And you'd have to say that given our culture now that we grew up in, it's not as bad as this one, you would say. If you went back another 50 years or another 100 years or 200 years, they would find anything in the last 50 years just oh profane. The way we speak yep. and the way that we the oh, stuff totally. that we do think is okay, people would have sworn was just pure vulgarity. Um, 80 years ago or 100 years ago so you had to kind of uh, assume that the new reality is just is the new reality it's not like oh everything's screwed it's just it is going to be different and it's just i mean it's 
You can say well, words, that's what I was but trying it is to go different. To. But that's what I was trying to go to is if if you're if the culture becomes so inundated with nudity, you know what I mean? Like that was that was uh, you know taboo, and then it becomes not, then it goes back to clothing, which is what we're seeing with Playboy, right? Like like Playboy goes, hey, you can get so much nudity and sex and penetration and anything you want online for free this second. Just type in anything, you'll find it. That we'll do something different. So that you will want to come to us. <laughs> so people right? are going to start saying, have you seen those girls with clothes on? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I cannot like, stay off that no, I, think, I, think, I think what they'll do <laughs> is they'll something. make you. No, I think they'll do it in a way where you don't even care that the girls have clothes on. Because Playboy, once again, they've got beautiful girls. They've got high-end photographers. The quote from the New York Times says, they'll still be the playmate of the month, but the pictures will be PG-13 and less produced. Um you know, more like the racier sections of Instagram. So I think just that quote right there is like Playboy for our parents generation was such a big deal when that thing rolled out. Playboy for our kids generation is going to be PG-13 compared to, oh, it's like the the racier side of Instagram. It's like you don't even blink an eye anymore. And I do think if you look at these images and, and when they do roll this thing out, it's still going to be overly sexual. I mean, like a Carl's Jr. would say those are PG-13 ads because the girls don't have, you know, they're not naked, but I would go, man, that's not something you want your 13-year-old to see. Right. Right. No, I agree. I'm just worried, like, my son just turned four. Ten years from now, it's going to be less than that. I mean, three years from now, seven is when they say that most people start looking at porn or, or Encounter. Uh, can even be molested or something like that. So sexual sexuality is hitting him already very soon. But, I mean, I'm just thinking ten years from now, a 14-year-old kid, what, I mean, how do I navigate that? And I, I, I don't know. The answer is I just don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even see how I can or what I can do. And it's scary only because I feel like it's, it's seriously – is an addiction that I can't, maybe I can't stop. You know what I mean? Like, I can't help my son stay away from his natural tendency to want to do every girl in the world. (laughs) Or dude in the world. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I think that's that's the biggest thing. You know, as more and more of this stuff becomes more and more accessible, what do you do as a parent? What do you say no to? What do you say yes to? What are you uh, just clued in on. And I think it's a dream world. Like for all of us men now talking, the 12 year old boy in all of us wishes we could grow up in this generation at this time where your parents are clueless and all this stuff is a click away. And I think these yeah. kids don't stand a chance as long as these parents keep being so dumb. Um, I mean, I just yeah. did a parents night for my friend, my son's friends, parents. And it's like, they all want to know now, but your kids have had iPods and iPhones for two years. What do we do now? Yeah. It's like <laughs> way behind. And they don't, you forget that you're supposed to, yeah, to be a parent. Like when you give this access to your kids via, you know, their phones or yeah. computers, like you've got to pay attention to this stuff. The apps, you know, if you still think the ghost on the, your kid's app is just a, a game and you have no clue what Snapchat is and, uh, you know, what a dick pic is, like, Gosh, it's time to like before you give this stuff to your kids, read a little bit, uh, understand yeah. a bit. We we created a site called iParent.tv. Everything on there is free. It's a two minute video that you can watch. There's 137 different videos on every app and website your kid's interested in going on. 
And I think just we're, we're trying to help parents make informed decisions on what they say yes to and what they say no to. Um, I think that's, that's a great, like, we're going to give you the cliff notes. Like, w- we've done the, the hard work, but just watch a two-minute video before you just type in your, the password on your kid's phone At and least, go, oh, yeah. yeah, you can get Tinder. Yeah, for sure. I think, oh, I, Grindr? Yeah, Grindr. <laughs> that fun. sounds like a fun you game. You like Italian sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. Grindr, <laughs> hoagie.com, whatever, you name it. <laughs> I would say you should go oh, one like farther than that, grinder, and, not, sure. <laughs> and not just to like read the two minute warning. But I would say parents should go farther than that and like actually embrace and use technology for themselves too. Like, there's nothing wrong with the technology itself. So don't say, "Oh, iPhones are for kids," or "The internet's for those old, young people." I mean, I think you have some, you know, some responsibility to actually use and keep up with the medium. A new thing when Twitter first came out, uh, people said, "Ah." I'm not going to bother with that. Well, you should you should bother with it. I think, you yeah. know, old people. Too. Yeah, you and, should get on, and and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be. I had a kid in pickup line. My kid's twelve. We can't have phones at our school, but he brought his phone after school. He's standing in the pickup line, and he shows Nolan and some friends his Instagram account. And I swear to you, I can't make this shit up. Like it says, "I love pandas" on his profile, <laughs> and he's got like photos of pandas, and it's like neat six photos. It looks like no activity. He's following 372 people. They're all porn stars. So in his feed, it just is porn star after porn star on Instagram. So anyways, I'm like, this is stupid. So I call us home. I leave a message for mom or dad. <laughs> and, you know, most parents would be kind of scared of this. Like, I actually enjoy this. You know, I was just like, hey, I would like dad to call me back. But if mom, I always know mom's going to call me back. But I'm like, I just need to talk to somebody. She tells me, well, that's my phone. It must have been a mistake. And I was like, this kid signed into his Instagram on your phone, and he's following 372 porn stars, and you haven't got a clue in the world. And she's arguing with me. That must be a mistake. I'm like, no, the mistake is that you you, <laughs> you have are no the clue mistake, what you're doing. Lady. And yeah, it was like so stupid. You know, it's just like this is what we're – and this is how easy kids have it until parents start figuring out – and I've got to be involved. I've got to understand what my kids are doing. If you don't understand what your kids are doing online, you're never going to stand a chance of what they're going to do offline. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. man, it's you're in trouble. Well, Craig, thanks for joining us, no, man. You you're a buddy. It. And it's, it's neat to have you just pop in and give us some insight and everything. And, uh, yeah, man. See you, buddy. All right. See you, bud. And that's Craig Gross, everyone. And you all were blessed with the blessing of having Craig Gross on instead of – All right, hey. Hey, hey! Can we get to some truth here? Yes, John three sixteen states for God so loved the world that he, that he gave capital H. He <laughs> whoa, Mister Blasphemy, are you going to deter from the reading of God's word? No, I believe that this is divinely inspired news. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the infallible truth of this Toby Morrell. Yeah. <laughs> this is inerrant news is what I'm about to it's, say. It's, Matt, it's, kick it, the yeah. music for me. Hey, nice nice job on doing it so quickly. Roll yeah. In a world where you just report the damn truth because you just go balls to the wall in your life. And your friend who's sitting across from you kicks animals. (laughs) (laughs) 
My name is Toby Morrell, and this is the damn news. You know, when you put your balls to the wall, come no, on, nobody can even see them. Oh my lord! It's just like this little because it's so big. It's, it's, like, like, it's like when you see something unbelievably huge. It's like this. And little, you don't know what you're seeing. <laughs> it's like this little flappy bag. <laughs> It's either a little tiny pinpoint that you don't notice, or on to Toby's point, it's like who pay, who who uses that nutsack wallpaper? <laughs> this room's wallpaper is nutsack. Come on, nutsack. What color is that nutsack? Nutsack is the shade. All right, I'm my my first news. It comes from ABC News, and I thought this was cool. I was talking to Joey about it today, and. All right, I, I kind of want to get... Joey already knows the story, so Matt, I'll just ask your first reaction to this. Uh, I want us to be uh, grace-filled. I want us to be gentle. I, wanna, I actually do that. think this is... Let's I honor th- people's journey. I, I'm not going to try and preface it, but I'm going to with... I think I actually personally think this is cool, and so does Joey. So, Matt, we're going to see what your uh, answer is with this. Uh, the unsuspecting pizza delivery driver's priceless reaction to a huge tip from an Ohio church. An unsuspecting Domino's pizza, which I love Domino's. Please, Domino's, do advertising with us. Please give us coupons to Domino's. Domino's, I love you. I love you, too. Little Caesars is still number one, but Domino's is so close to number one. I mean, I love it. Their cheesy brand's unreal. Um, An unsuspecting Domino's delivery driver was brought to tears recently after receiving a generous tip from an Ohio church as part of a a month-long outreach mission. Sycamore Creek... Church in Pickerton, Pickerington dedicated a month to emphasizing random acts of kindness and discussing what the Bible teaches about handling money. They decided to wrap up this series by giving a random stranger the ultimate pizza delivery tip, $1,046 for a $5.99 order of pizza. Basically, this lady, they called in a pizza while the pastor was preaching. When she got there, they asked her to come up on stage, which I bet was intimidating. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> what? what? I bet she thought, like, seriously, like they were going to say, hey, listen, do you know Jesus as your personal <laughs> Lord and Savior? Like, they're going to get her. But they ended up giving her a, over a, a little over a $1,000 That's tip. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, she said, I was overwhelmed. I'm on stage. Every, uh, the, the guy, the actual pastor said, I was overwhelmed. I'm on stage every week preaching and teaching, and I don't really get nervous. But when she came up there on stage, I felt myself shaking because of the excitement. And the lady mm-hmm. ended up being a single mom just trying to you know, yeah. get through life and got a $1,000 tip. That's Matt, very, very funny. What if, <laughs> <laughs> funny, but what do you? What is your your actual your actual reaction? Is hilarious. I was. I mean, it's funny. Like the church has got into like the reality TV game or something. There, like it's right. like uh, what a show that must have been. Like I can imagine the tension in the room and what she thought. And the, I mean, that's a funny scene. I don't have any problem with somebody giving them a thousand. You can give. I like the giving money away thing. That's good. I mean, it's thousand dollars to something other than just whatever you know. So I'm I'm into it. For sure, but it's funny the presentation. I, first, I was gonna say they probably just did it to like look good, but it was even more than that. They did it to actually make a spectacle of, which I'm not saying makes it invalid or anything like that. But that's a more spectacle than I was expecting. For watch me give somebody a huge tip. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but it, you know what it reminds me of is the time that we gave seven hundred and fifty dollars to Cry of the Afflicted. That's exactly right. what it the sounds band. like. We yeah. had a band on tour with us that was you know, making $100 a night and they got their uh, van towed and the bill was like 750 bucks and we were making good money and appreciated them and they were working hard. So we wanted to give them the money, but 
we uh, decided to make them like play a game, play a game for it. <laughs> so we no were going to bonus them, but we made them play the game Deal or No Deal. So we laid out all these briefcases. They were little small briefcase things that we got from a Deal or No Deal board game and put different amounts on them. And so we had uh, Toby hosted it, and Dave, Devin was the banker, and Dave did something. And so we had them turn over things and, 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 you know, until they eliminate cases. And they could either get $0, $50, you know, all the way up to $750. So we made their poor band go through thinking they might lose it all or get it. And we kept giving them offers in between and stuff like that. And they ultimately wound up getting a good percentage of the money, like five or 600 bucks. And we maybe even gave them the rest of it anyway. But they were seriously sweating it. We made a huge, it was like one of the most tense fun spectacles i've ever seen but it may be cruel in another way to dangle it in front of them like that it was hilarious uh so i'm looking for my my news story but it is so you got a zinger and i'm so yeah i i I promise you when i read this story i laughed out loud and so so, (laughs) it is so awesome (laughs) and i'm so happy i was reading this in my bed uh, at night and Jess was trying to sleep and it woke her up because I was shaking the bed so hard because I was laughing. <laughs> <clears throat> and our, our roving reporter, Bradley Aronson. Oh, Aronson. I know him. Yep, uh, sent this to me and I thought this was just amazing. <laughs> this comes from CBS Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Detroit. Man, <laughs> man, mm-hmm. man, I think you're going to like this one. I just, I'm just excited <laughs> for you guys to hear this. Please hurry. Good Lord. <laughs> It just, I promise. Like things make me laugh sometimes that probably don't. Make, but this one just gets. I'll me. never forget the time in college when you pointed to the TV screen. You said, "You see those linemen lined up and they're waiting for the quarterback to say hike, and you can see the air coming out because it's cold." You're like, "I think that's hilarious." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Man uses raccoon. It's a raccoon. Raccoon. To start breathalyzer equipped car. <laughs> oh no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> raccoon, raccoon, then attacks driver. <laughs> I love, I wish y'all could have just seen me laying in my bed, relaxed, reading this news story, just dying laughing. All right. Uh, remember the scene when Chris Farley and David Spade were rolling around in the car with uh, what they yes. thought was a dead deer in the back seat, and it woke up and attacked the two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same kind of event happened, but this time it was allegedly for real in San Diego, California. A man who needed to blow into a breathalyzer to start his car was too drunk to do so. According to a report, what he did next is almost unbelievable. According to what appears to be the reple- a police report posted on Imgur, M- this guy somehow found a raccoon going through the garbage, captured it, and then used the raccoon to blow into the breathalyzer. And it worked. According to the report that was shared at Imgur, the raccoon uh, became unconscious, so the man left the raccoon in the car and drove off. A short time after, uh, he woke up and started to attack the driver. The raccoon attacked the driver. Dang. I, I'm not one to judge, but generally when you have a breathalyzer on your steering wheel, it's there because you have, um, haven't made the best decisions. So basically, this guy found a raccoon and said, hey, I can beat this thing, and he forced the, 
forced an animal to breathe into the breathalyzer <laughs> so he could drive. Then that obviously it was pissed off and attacked him. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, but at the exact same time, I think, man, to be wasted. That was some good ingenuity. Yeah, you got I mean, try right? to track a raccoon and get it. That's not it. I mean, I don't even understand that. I mean, that's a, that's a crazy to be able to do. And it's a terrible animal to choose. I mean, any dog or anything else would be better. I don't know right. how that works. but I And how do you get them to blow into it? Pretty amazing. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I mean, actually, I, I, when I lived in Seattle, I was walking back to my house late at night, and there was one right in my in front of my door, and I was so scared because yeah, they're they pretty get big. big. Like they can be like 50, 60 pounds sometimes, and it was so scary. I can't imagine grabbing one. I, I guess that's how drunk he was. <laughs> he was so drunk that he was able to do that and grab it and put it on the breathalyzer. But I, I mean, what? Have y'all seen these kind of cars? I haven't even seen this. What what does that actually mean? Do you have to? Ha- is that something where you yeah have you already drunk, have DUIs charge and so, uh, m- multiple DUIs? I imagine, and then in order to have a car, right. you have to blow into it before the ignition system will go. But I mean, how drunk do you have to be before you would call Uber? Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. That that's what I don't understand. It, can you still make like a financial decision? Like even if you're that wasted, we'll you see, can still but go. It's not hey, a lot you know of times what? An Uber will be this well, what much people money? do there is they say, "Oh, this thing's sensitive," and they tell a buddy in the bar, "They go, I only had two. Could you please just blow in this thing so I can get home?" That's the kind of that's the kind right. of mentality that you're up against with the with the drunk driving. You know, it's, it's less likely that they're blacked that, out. Really, probably. Wow, that is interesting. Right now, what you just said because it used to be like when I was in high school and I was underage, and I I seriously. If there was an adult around the, you know, gas station, I would say, hey, we'll give you $20 to buy us a $10 mm-hmm. case of beer or yeah. something like that. But now, will you pay people yeah. to blow into your car so you could yeah. drive home? I mean, it's, it's yeah. tough. But, but, but Which is way worse, right? Like, you actually are yeah. drunk. I mean, that's way yeah, worse. Yeah, no, it's 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 That's crazy tough. that technology is changing the way we cheat the system. <laughs> Well, that's about it for the damn news, and uh, okay. we're going to start in on a Beth Moore Bible study okay. right now. Oh, I love Beth Moore. Yep. You know so, what? It's really funny. My wife loves yeah, Bridget Beth Moore. Does your wife love her? Uh, she Bridget does. likes yeah, she Beth Moore. She did a study <laughs> that she organized and had the DVDs of, well, like a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, Jess loves Beth I mean, I have no basically idea who beth moore is or what she does i think beth moore is like pizza to girls oh you you can't get a bad beth moore bible study yeah it's just all good there's nothing bad all right so denton field brandon dangerfield chad gilstrap bradley aronson thomas globig ryan McAllister, related to kevin McAllister, (laughs) shane ward kyle harmer eric washkevich James Worsham. So you hey, we gonna be worshiping the Lord. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Everett Mobley, Nick Stocker, Matthew Jones, Nicholas Marshall, and Alexander Hertzellers. We love you guys more than life itself. You rival Jesus Christ in our yep. lives. You are the BC Club. We love you. Yep. And that's uh if you want to know more about being a part of of the Bad Christian BC Club, or I actually that was redundant, the Bad Christian Club, oh, yeah. go to badchristian.com slash 
contribute. Yeah. And uh, we actually don't care about any of our listeners unless they're in the club. I mean, yeah, we just totally. don't. And, and you even left out uh, P. Ennis. That was his name. And Dr. James Grossweiner. <laughs> And then Yolanda Squat Pump. <laughs> Yolanda Squat. <laughs> and and Dr. Shit Fun Chew. And who else did you leave out? I love Dr. P. Ennis. <laughs> Mr. Sack Rider. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Dick Power. A lot of uh, medical uh, professional club members. Mr. Pervs. <laughs> Dr. Rick Titball. You know, I actually asked Matt to take something out of a... Football player Dick Felt. <laughs> Dick Butkus. Diana D bag. <laughs> These are actual real names. I looked up. I typed in Google funny names. These are real names. <laughs> All the names I'm saying are real names. Fanny Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly Mangina. That's no real oh name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is a real name. All right, whatever. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, between now and then, join a small group, and actually there's some tithe buckets on your way out, so if you could just drop your guest card, we sure would appreciate it, and we'll follow up with you. Stop by guest services out in the lobby, and uh, hey, man, don't forget we have coffee and donuts, so uh, go grab all that stuff, and uh, we'll see you back next week at the Bad Christian Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Dick Pound. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real name. His name's Dick Pound. Pound. <laughs>